Uh, it's good to have you tonight. Um, as we go through the Bible, So today will not be in usual Old Testament for a midweek service. We'll read a text from uh, the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 24. Verses 13 through 35. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they, were, while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleophas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all men. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, Today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they do not see. They did not see. Then he said to them, O oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophet had spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going. And he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far much spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. 
and he vanished from their sight. And they say to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scripture to us? So they arose that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how uh, he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Father God, we thank you again this evening for the privilege to um, read your word publicly. We ask that your spirit will guide us tonight as we um, talk about it, as we think about it, that you will open our eyes too, to see things the way you do. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the greatest subjects that I love is uh, the resurrection. The resurrection of our, Jesus, of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you come to think about it, if Jesus came and died and never resurrected, it could be like any other person. <laughs> you know, people have come and, you know, mighty men, they come and go. They come and go. We read about, you know, Buddha, Muhammad, and all these people. They, they came, and theirs is gone. But here in this chapter, we have a very wonderful scripture written to us by Dr. Luke about Christ's resurrection, a very good narrative for us to understand really the importance of Christ's death and resurrection and how it applies to our lives. Our story of two gentlemen, whether, well, maybe not two gentlemen, but one of them is mentioned by name. Uh, the other one is not mentioned. But um, a few things I want us to draw from this part of the Bible tonight is Christ's resurrection being at the foundation of our Christian hope. The hope that we too will resurrect one day, that we too one day will see the Lord again. The founder of Christianity, Jesus Christ, the author of it, he came and lived here on earth, great testimony of his life and the things that he did when he trod upon the earth he created. The subject of hope is really a big deal. Even in our country today, you look at Many people, especially them that are in a way very deceived, people will run into many denominations because there's a hope that something will happen. There's a promise of a return of something. For those who are familiar with what is happening, you know, even in our social media, there's a gentleman, I don't know his name. He made the congregation to pick up their phones and they lifted up their phones and they started to speak to their phones um, and they were promised actually today. Today is Thursday, right? It was last week. He said by Thursday, they'll have how many shillings in their phones? 300,000. Told them to pick up their phones and you do this, you know. Speak to it and things will begin to enter your phone. <laughs> Many people 
probably thousands of people did that. Why? Because there's a gloomy hope. There's something I need. And there's a promise that if I do this, this is going to happen. I would wish to call one of them, <laughs> though I don't know any of them. I would wish to call them to confirm if they did receive the 300,000. Why? Because we live in a hopeless world. People are looking for hope, but in so many wrong places. We receive a lot of promises from people, but these promises, they're just mere human words. But the hope that we see here through uh, the scriptures, our Lord Jesus Christ, we know that he came, dwelt amongst us. The Bible said that he came to his very own and his very own did not accept him. They did not receive him as Lord and Savior. But nonetheless, he stayed for three and a half years speaking about the kingdom of God, reminding us of what was written before from Moses and the prophets and the things that were prophesied about him. That we should daily acknowledge God's presence with us as we dwell in this earth. And number one, as we Remember his word, as we just read, we'll go through it and say, remembering his word, and this word burned in the inside of these two people, the disciples, as Jesus talked to them. And number two, as we break bread together, we are always reminded of what Christ did. Christ broke bread in this context, and their eyes were open. It says here in verses 13, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now think about what is happening right here. These are disciples of Jesus Christ. These are people who have hung out, you know, with our Lord Jesus Christ. They have seen a lot of miracles. They have had a lot of great things that Jesus spoke when he was alive. And this People, the two people we are reading here, they actually represent many of us, or they represent all of us, because their hope was that Jesus would come and he would deliver them from the Romans. That the, the, the deliverer has come, his kingdom is to continue. And now when Jesus was hanged on the cross, they're thinking, man, he was supposed to save us. He was supposed to set up a kingdom. Perhaps the apostle was supposed to be the people, you know, who were setting up this kingdom. You know the reason why the, the, the apostle or the disciples were asking about who is the greatest? Because perhaps they wanted to sit on the right and on the left you know, having robes with them, having crowns with them, you know, having a palace with them because they wanted to rule. But they talked together. They were reasoning together. You know, there's... The, many things happen when we talk about the scriptures, when we talk about the events, when we constantly remind ourselves of what 
was written or what is written. We might not really understand it, but when we begin to converse and to talk about it, do you know what the good news is? That Jesus Christ comes in the middle of it. That Jesus Christ joins the conversation. They were talking among, amongst themselves, reasonings, and Jesus drew near and went with them. <laughs> it's amazing that in their conversation, it didn't matter who is joining them, they just wanted to continue talking about this great event. That Jesus died. And not only him died, we have a report from the women who went there early and they told us about what happened. That Jesus himself was not there, but visions from the angels who say, hey, he's resurrected. He's no longer in the tomb anymore. Uh, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and you are sad? Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ, he's God, he's all-knowing, he already knows what they're talking about, he already knows what is going around <clears throat> their minds, their reasonings, and their hearts are really, really troubled. They're sad. Though they're trying to talk about Jesus Christ, but they're sad. And they began to narrate this story. One of them, Cleophas, he answered the Lord and said, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? Are you the only stranger? Are you the only one who doesn't know what is happening? <laughs> Are you the only one? Are you the only one who doesn't know about Jesus? You know, you walk around trying to share Christ with people, Many people, dozens of people, will say that they know Jesus. They say that, you know, I'm a Christian. Why? Because they attend a fellowship. They attend a church on a Sunday morning. Whatever their conviction is, they just say they're Christians. But in their conversation, they're like, hey, do you not know? Are you the only one who doesn't know what is happening? Thank you, Eric. Are you not aware of the greatest event that just happened? It is still fresh in our minds. Well, in other words, they're saying, hey, where are you from? Are you from Maine? You hillbilly? You're from Kakamega, right in the forest. You don't know what is happening. You're from Marsabit. <laughs> or you, you're from some place in Uganda where John is stuck <laughs> and Jerome. Where are you from, really, that you don't know these things? If it were me, really like, well, I probably know something, but not the full extent. I just know that they did this, they did this, and they did that. The same people who cried, Hosanna, Hosanna. The same people cried out, crucify him, crucify him. Maybe many of these people are now settled and they are happy. Say, so he's dead. <laughs> he's gone. We are not going to hear a word from him no more. He's gone. Are you the only stranger who do not know what things 
the things that happened. And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and before all the people. You see, these people, as they're conversing, they knew about the greatest deeds of our Lord Jesus Christ. They knew that he was a great man, not just before men, but before God. They have a testimony, at least, of Christ. But you know, the reason why they're sad is because they know that the mighty has fallen. They think that the mighty has fallen. They are hopeless. They don't have anything to get a hold on. The one we trusted is gone. The one that we were hoping would deliver us is gone. Who is going to do that? Is it one of the disciples who dwelt close? Is it John, James, Peter? Who is he? And how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were doing what? We were hoping. They were keeping hope alive. We were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all this, today is the third day since these things happened. It is the third day, the day of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are not aware. If they read this cross, if they were really vast about the scriptures, they should have known that Jesus Christ was to resurrect the third day. And Jesus himself spoke of these things before he died, before he was delivered to the high priest to be hanged on the cross where he gave his life willingly. He said no one can take his life. We were hoping that he is the one. But we... Surely we don't know. I know many times in, you know, our walk with the Lord, we get to a crossroad where we really don't know if what we're believing is right or something is just wrong. A crossroad. Do I continue believing or holding on to the promises of God? The Bible reminds us that his promises are yes and amen, but I am in a crossroad. I don't know what to do anymore. My faith is shaken. I don't know whom to turn to. The people I can turn to, we are going to talk about the same things. I don't know. We were hoping that we would be redeemed. We were hoping and you know, one thing that he says that is also good, that they were hoping for a redeemer. They were not hoping for someone who is going to hand them money. Someone who is going to give them a token in their mobile phones. It would be very sad that, you know, Christ would come from heaven to die on the cross so that he can give us money so that he can give us houses, so that he can give us vehicles. That would be a sad reality. But far from it, that is not what he came to do. He came to actually deliver us. Though, at this point, these disciples did not see it. They didn't see deliverance. They saw the falling of a mighty man. Do you not know? 
Yes, certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And certain of these who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, Oh, foolish ones. <laughs> oh, dumb ones. <laughs> oh, this is not like an abusive language, but he's simply saying, Oh, you of little understanding. These things were written beforehand so that you'd know that when these things happen, you'd be reminded that actually God's word is true. All you of little understanding. And slow of heart to believe in all the prophet, in all that the prophet has spoken. Or not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory. Did you not know about these things? And you know, at this point, if it were me, I, I would begin to wonder that who is this guy? Who is this man? We were just talking about the event, the greatest event that happened. Man, the greatest has fallen. He's asking us about what things happened in Jerusalem. And now, boom, he's saying, oh, you of little understanding. By this time, you're beginning to, even if you're not really having a hold of something, you're beginning to wonder, who is this? Who is this that is calling us foolish, a people of low understanding? Did you not know what is written? Can you not be reminded of these things? That Christ was to suffer and to enter his glory. And do you know what Jesus began to do? He began to expound the scriptures from the laws and the prophets explaining in details about himself, about what he came to do. He began talking about Moses, talking about all the prophets, the things that were prophesied. And amazingly, this actually took long that it got to the evening time when Jesus was just sharing word. And this, you can be sure, this was exposition. <laughs> line upon line. Line upon line. Explaining, explaining. And though their hearts were burning, but they didn't really know him yet at this point. And then they pleaded with him when it was in the evening time and said, Hey, sir, please join us. We know that the, the day is far much spent. It would be dangerous for you. <laughs> you know, People are just killing people right now. <laughs> you know, they just killed our master. They just killed our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Please stay with us. Stay with us. And Jesus went with them, continuing in his sharing of his word. In all his exposition, 
He's trying to make these two disciples to understand who he is. These were so many words to explain who he was to them. This sermon would have taken, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks because it began from Moses and all the prophets. This takes time. But a few things I want us to draw from this. Two things that were essential to the promise and the things that were spoken before time or before this um, event, before Jesus Christ. That his death was spoken about as well as his resurrection. His death and resurrection. Yet after the resurrection, we find these two disciples still sad and gloomy, fearful, and they're all scattered and they're so defeated and they're running in retreat with no sense of mission, no sense of purpose in what is happening right now. But essentially, for us to have really a deep sense of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, we have to believe in his death. We have to believe in his resurrection. Because then if we don't believe in the resurrection, then we'll be hopeless like these two people who are hopeless. They knew how great he was, but now they are hopeless because they don't know what to do. This is the greatest event. They saw Jesus Christ. Even when he was hung on the cross, darkness came and the, the curtain of the temple was torn and we are given access to the presence of God. They saw and they know about all these things, but they are still worried. They still don't know. They're still not aware that it was the Lord. With the greatest event, still after talking about Jesus, reasoning about what happened, they still needed two things, comfort and direction. They still needed to be comforted. They still needed to be guided. That's why on their way to their homes, their place, Jesus still did leave them. He went with them to their home so that he can still continue leading them, continue guiding them. They still needed the Lord. No matter how much information they had about him. And why, we might ask ourselves, you know, why did Jesus appear to them after death? Number one, to show himself alive as a sign of victory. You know, we, we sing songs about Jesus Christ, about the victory of Jesus Christ. This victory becomes alive to us today because of what? Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He conquered death, conquered the world. He fought, had victory, and we as believers today, we are walking in that victory. For those who believe in Jesus Christ, we are walking in that victory. The victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus appears to this um, people to show himself alive as a sign of victory. And number two, To show the truth of his availability. That he is not gone. 
He's still here with us. You remember when the, the disciples were troubled in the Gospel of John? He said to them, do not be troubled. I know this is a troubling times. Your hearts are going to be messed up. Do not be troubled. For where I am, you will be. Where I am going, I'm going to make a place for you. So that where I am, you also will be. What an assurance from our Lord Jesus Christ. So having this information at the back of your mind and seeing what is happening is like, ah, this is true. Our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was crucified, he is still available for us today. This one validates what he has spoken about before. Why did Jesus appear after death? So that our need of his fellowship would grow and our understanding of scripture be opened. You know, there are a lot of things we have read. And many people today, they've read the Bible, they've read a lot of books. But still, the reality of the gospel has not really dawned in their hearts. It, it, it does not sink, it has not sunk in their hearts. They can quote the Bible, they, can, they, are not, uh, they know a lot of things. But really, Christ, Christ's resurrection is still not very meaningful in their lives. Because this changes our perspective. It changes everything. How we view eternity, how we view God's love, how we anticipate Jesus coming back again. It changes all these things. Jesus comes, starts to explain the scriptures to these people. Though they don't know that it, it is Jesus Christ at the moment, but they are still receiving, and they're receiving, and they're receiving. Before I got born again, man, I had heard a lot of, you know, a lot of sermons about Jesus Christ, a lot of teachings. Many of them were bad, but I heard them. The gospel was preached. It was in my mind, though, you know, I was drinking, though I was smoking bangi. I don't know why we used to do this, you know. <laughs> so that you finish the whole thing. <laughs> You're burning your fingers, but... <laughs> you know, drunkards. Or drug addicts are very creative. Realizing that, you know, our hands are getting burned, we would take the filters for cigarette and roll the bungee over it so that when it's gone, it's gone, the whole of it. I'm not giving you guys a practical thing to go and do right now. <laughs> like, I want to try it. No, don't do it. But, you know, <laughs> we wanted to finish the whole thing. I wanted it finished. I was smoking and drinking, but at the back of my mind, the gospel was shared. You know, I knew a few of the songs and a few things from the Bible here and there. We were taught Christian religion in our schools but I was not born again. It didn't mean anything. It was like just any other subject that people can talk about and we can, you know, we want to get good grades with our exams, so we just read and read and read. 
this people, they had seen the miracle that Jesus had done. They probably had eaten a lot of food out of the miracles that Jesus performed. But here they are. They're discouraged and they don't know what to do. Jesus is sharing the gospel with them. Jesus is making himself known. He's making his word alive. And this word begins to burn with them, within them. After this word is burning and they really don't know, they come in and it's a good gesture that they were the ones who invited Jesus Christ to have dinner with them. And you know what is happening? Jesus is breaking bread and blessing it. I mean, most of the time, if you're my host, what do you do? Like, hey, guys, gather together. Let us pray, right? You're the one praying. You're the one giving things for the meal. <laughs> but Jesus, you'd be like, are you that hungry that you want us to get done with prayers so that we, you know, go ahead and eat? He's breaking bread, blessing it, and giving it to them. And then, boom, their eyes are open. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, when you have meals, take it serious. You never know. <laughs> Breaking your chapatis down there, you never know who is with you. Like, breaking like, you want some? No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> no, I want to have it. Meal time, fellowship time, fellowship time are very good times. Because he's filling our bellies, he's filling our hearts, he's opening our eyes, opening our understanding. The Lord is doing all these things. And sometimes we don't see it. We don't see it. He's revealing himself to us. We don't see it. Until when he broke bread and like, man, it is the Lord. <laughs> After they said, it is him. Then voila, he disappears. <laughs> like, my mission is done right here. Let me go to find those other discouraged ones. <laughs> those ones that are stuck in some place. Do you know or do you see what our Lord Jesus Christ is doing? Though you might have been reading his word, though you have reasoned and talked about it with your friends, you know the events, you know them, the fingertips. But still, this word is not alive in you. Until Christ comes and breaks it and it burns within you. It's like, man, man, I've read this word before. I never gotten this word in this angle. My perspective has changed today because of what he has done. And this is my encouragement for us tonight to dig into the scripture. Read and read and read. You know, many people say that, you know, I'm not a reader. <laughs> I'm not a reader. And Josh has mentioned it many times here also. Do you know the reason why you're not a reader? Because you do not read. Simple, right? <laughs> You're not a reader because you do not read. I'm thinking, you know, Christ, you know, well, he is with, with us here. But man, he wants to come in your life and fulfill his word. The Bible says in John that the Holy Spirit will remind us of what? His word. How will he remind us of what we have not even read? 
He wants to remind us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to know him more and more. If we can't read his word, how will he reveal himself to us? He has many ways to do that, but we have his word that we can read. His companionship is with us. We should remember that Christ said that he would leave, but he won't leave us as orphans. He would go, but he will not leave us as often. He'll leave the Holy Spirit with us to remind us of his truth. Sanctify them by his truth, for your word is truth. He, he would guide, comfort, strengthen, and through abiding in him, he would make us fruitful. He wants to make each of us fruitful. Re remember, after these people heard the gospel and it was burning in the inside of them, bread was broken and it was given to them, it says here that right there and then, they could not contain what they had. They flipped and went back to Jerusalem. Our brothers and sisters have to hear about this. I wonder how many times God's word will burn in the inside and you just keep it for yourself. You're getting yourself just fat, fat, fat. You're not getting it out. And that is the real deal with our Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to get it so that we can get it out. Get his word and get it out so that people will know him. They went back and they narrated the story. And do you know what happens when this is happening? People are beginning to believe in his word. They are being reminded of these things. When it happens, they're now being reminded of the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And a few things that I want us to be reminded of again, that our conversations are so inadequate without Christ. We can make a lot of them. We can talk about many things. But our conversations are so inadequate without Christ being the center of it. And also, we often can get together, reason, discuss, yet miss to understand the main points or the main questions of life. These guys, they were together, discussing, reasoning together, talking about so many things, but they still didn't get it until when Jesus came and opened their eyes. Oh, you were slow of understanding. And I would say to us that I am one of them who is very slow. <laughs> I have to discipline myself to get into it. Otherwise, I'll just keep going. The two, three things that I know, I'll hold on to those. But, we got to search. we got to dig deep. And lastly, we will walk in his righteousness when his true word is revealed to us by himself. We have Christ with us. We don't need the angels to come and reveal. Like, you know, you hear it every other time that, hey, you, you have a, an angel that is assigned, you know, there's an angel who is on duty right now, you know, carrying things for you. 
you know, do this and do this, and they will release all this blessing and all that. You know what it says in Hebrews? We have read it many times. In the time past, God spoke to his people through the prophets. But in the later times, and today, he's speaking to us through his son, through Jesus Christ, who is the final revelation of the Father. Speaking to us through his word. You know why this subject is dear to me? Because it gives me hope beyond a doubt that whatever he's spoken, it will come to pass. His word will surely come to pass. If he's spoken about it, he's going to make it come to pass. Whatever good work has begun in your life, he will complete it. Because his word is yes and amen. He said, let men be liars, but he remains to be true. I don't know what we talk about when we get together. We can discuss something that is related to the Bible. But do we have a better understanding of it? What it really means? Because God is in the business of actually revealing.